Welcome back, everybody, to Ensuing Confusion. We are continuing our game of Scum and Villainy. Uh, I am the Game Master, Connor, and I am joined today, let's see, starting at 1.15 on my Google Meet here, uh, by Tony, who is playing Augustine, the speaker. Hello. Uh, Cleric, who is playing Myriad, the muscle. Howdy. Kitty, who is playing a Quell, the Mystic. Hi. And Catherine, who is playing Gadget, the is it called? It's Mechanic, right? That's what the playbook's called. Yes. And welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember if they had some like more like flavorful like wrench or something, but <laughs> Mechanic works. Uh, all right, and we are picking right back up from last time, which saw the the. The gang um, pulling off a job kind of by the skin of their teeth to retrieve an old artifact uh, from deep within the sort of half mountain that was uh, much desired by uh, by both the Junkers Guild, a sort of an independent faction in this this vast sky that we find ourselves in, and um, oh, was it Indigo Analytics? Yes, Indigo Analytics were um, kind of the research and development branch of the Azure Empire. Uh, you managed to get the artifact successfully. You even managed to uh, sneak the uh, and something that was inside the artifact out from uh, a bounty hunter who you had an alliance of convenience with. Um, and uh, <laughs> some some minor injuries were sustained there, but thankfully Quell managed to uh, to retrieve it in a way that didn't uh, <laughs> completely obliterate her palms. Um, and uh, yes, when we left off, uh, when we left off, we'd actually uh, skipped forward a bit so I could get you through the payoff and um, uh, upkeep and in entanglements and all that, and we're going to keep that. But uh, I thought of, uh, a few days after we ended, I thought of just the, the perfect entanglement. So we're going to, um, I'm going to pay my two stress, my game master stress to flashback. <laughs> um, <laughs> and we will rejoin the beluga as uh, it's en route uh, from Dig 112, which as you can see in the map now has just been mm -hmm. kind of accreted onto the reference assemblage. Uh on your way to Dime to uh, unload your, your cargo. Uh, so I'd like a quick snapshot. What is everybody, what is everybody doing just on, I think, I think flights across the vast journeys across the vast probably don't tend to take more than a day or two. I'm guessing. Um, I think these skyships go fast, but not anywhere as fast as like a plane in our world. You know, they probably go about as fast as like a boat. Maybe mm -hmm. like around there. Um, so uh, what what do you what do you folks get up to when you're you know just passing the time between destinations? I'd like to you know do a little a quick shot of of what everybody's up to before I uh, tell you what your entanglement's going to be. Okay. Well, I promptly dumped this dangerous anomalous artifact out of my pants. Uh -huh. <laughs> I don't keep it there. I don't want to keep it there. It doesn't seem mm -hmm. safe there. Um, so I think I'm going to deposit it on whatever workspace Gadget usually works on, mm -hmm. uh, because I think that she would be the one most adept at handling this and figuring out what the heck it does. It's a fair assessment. <laughs> and that is what I do. I also take the, the skull that I collected and... <laughs> I'm not sure if we have anything on board, like a, like a plant, you know, a little potted plant. But if we do, I'm going to put the skull next to that so it, it has company and, and feels like it's, you know, still connected with the natural world. Mm. You can have a plant. You have to name it, though, and give it a rank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, well, okay, let's think of the types, types of plants that would probably thrive on a boat, and I'll get back to you on that one. 
That sounds good. Okay. Uh, Gadgets, Myriad, Augustine, what are what are you doing as you? Uh, I would say when we join you, you're probably less than a day, like probably only a few hours away from Dime, actually. So, uh, for how these ships are piloted, are we seeing this like an old ship? with a captain's wheel or is it more like uh you know sitting down at a seat with a small you know what are we seeing for i think i definitely like the image of the captain's wheel since we're since in many ways we are going in that more nautical direction instead of just being straight up you know like slow airplanes uh so I think it could definitely be, I mean, you're the captain, so ultimately it's up to you, but I do like that image of, you know, like a captain's wheel with a bunch of other kind of instrumentation around it. Um, and I'm, and I'm probably going to say that it's in a, it's in its own little cabin with the open windows on each side so you can see around, but enclosed from. Yeah, I did that little doodle of the beluga earlier today at lunch, yeah. um, and uh, the bridge is kind of set back from the deck, and it's got like a nice wide open window on the front, uh, on the top of the ship. Good luck reading my labels and my yeah. chicken scratch, but hopefully you can, uh, you know, get some idea of what I was thinking. And yeah. none, none of that has to be like set, by the way, that was just like, oh, huh. Uh, and also, you probably have things that are side by side, but like, you know. It's just just for reference. Well, and I guess the kind of the way I was seeing it is that the bridge is the at the very top, so you mm-hmm. have that three sixty view. Yeah, so like it even be above the galley in the med bay. There. Sure. Um, but Augustine has a very nice cushioned chair in there, <laughs> and when his autopilot is sitting in the chair feed on the wheel keeping it steady while reading a book <laughs> <I love it. laughs> anything in particular well what is uh, Oscar, augustine reading through these days um more fan fiction about the purple family um he's probably after the um after everything that went on going towards the revenant assemblage and uh going through that the dig site mm-hmm. probably is pulling up some historical books mm. and just brushing up and seeing what he might be able to find. Cool. All right. How about Gadget or Myriad? Gadget would be in her workshop. Um, you would think that she'd be prioritizing studying the tuning fork. But before she can do that, she has to keep her thoughts organized. So in her workshop, she has a cork board with different like lithographs and red strings and push pins across the board because we've had a very eventful day. Um, there's definitely a deeper link between Batro and Quell than what we previously thought was happening before. And if I just get enough information, I can figure out that link. Is this a board that you leave out for everyone to see or do you cover it up when Ooh, well my crewmates would be aware of this board but like when batro was coming on board um for her inspection the other day it was definitely covered up <laughs> it could be one of those like uh chalkboards or whiteboards that revolves you know that like flips <laughs> so you could have like all of the conspiracy stuff on one side and all the red string you know going from one spot to another and then on the other side you just have like one equation like in the corner or something it's a like motivational poster of a cat hanging on <laughs> hang <Yeah>. in there oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, the cat is dangling off the skyship deck it's okay it's just an illustration um all right and myriad myriad is probably hanging out in one of the cargo bays or maybe even in the smuggling compartment (laughs) um just on their own kind of hiding um because they don't they're a little embarrassed about what they're doing but it's it's probably going to turn into a long-term project um but they are working on creating a 
romance anthology about Atlantis Purple and the Empress. Oh, I love it. They're really trying to come up like with historical accounts, like real true facts about Atlantis Purple and the Empress. But it's a it's a romance anthology about them. I love how Myriad has the secret bibliophile uh, part of them that we don't see normally. <laughs> yeah, Myriad's always like, "Oh, you know, I'm just a, I'm just a simple muscle. I just, you know, don't worry about me." But they're secretly like just constantly pouring through books. <laughs> like they've got the entire purple family tree mapped out in the back of their mind. <laughs> you, you, you can't shake soup. <laughs> uh, soup being a, uh, a another bibliophile from a, a, a Blades in the Dark game many of us played before this Myriad has a little shipping chart in their journals that they're working on <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean is it really a shipping chart if these were true like it, it's a family tree at this point <laughs> uh, well let's see you're, so you're in the smuggling compartment I don't imagine I don't imagine there are windows back there. Hmm. So who would be the first person to see this? Uh, I suppose it would be... a. The funny thing is it's on the underside of the ship. <laughs> so I guess you could tell me who you think would be the first person to see this. Uh, as you're um, making your way towards Dime, as the, the, sh- the ship is, uh, you know, puttering along at a pretty good pace, um, I think you're uh, probably at this point... Uh, sort of going alongside a river. Um, Quell, you would know that this is the river that goes through Dime. So basically, as soon as you see this, you know you're on the right path. Mm. Um, uh, but, you know, the probably a few hundred feet below you, there's a, there's a cloud bank. And I think, I think there often is like a cloud bank beneath you uh, that kind of, you know, b- below that point is where things start to get kind of weird. Uh, where more of the the bigger spirits are prominent. People don't tend to travel down there too much unless they have a really good reason to or maybe trying to, you know, duck somebody. Um, And bursting up from that cloud bank is um, uh, an Azure Fleet uh, patrol ship. Um, And it does seem to be headed straight for you, and it is semaphore signaling something. So... Who do you think would be the first to see that as it kind of pops up from uh, underneath you and probably back like, I don't know, half a mile? Um, well, so it's on the underside of the ship. Yep. You know, I, it might be it might be Quell because after Quell set the the skull next to a plant, mm-hmm. she probably would have been kind of just roaming the ship and trying to keep herself busy while waiting to to dock at dime she probably wouldn't have been up on top with augustine and uh you know she she wouldn't be bothering myriad as they work in the smuggling compartment she probably wouldn't even know myriad is in the smuggling department Uh so so i mean there's a chance that she would have seen it unless gadgets um workshop has windows and is close to the bottom of the ship i'm guessing gadget's probably pretty preoccupied (laughs) my work here is very important i'm going to blow this whole thing out of the water once i figure out these pieces and how they fit together (laughs) and quell would assume that gadget means what's going on with this bizarre tuning fork that can phase matter into and out of existence but uh Really, I guess Gadget just means this strange <laughs> conspiracy theory about Quell and Batra. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, Quell, you see uh, this out of a porthole as you're passing through a hallway, you know, trying to figure what you're going to next going to do for the next few hours. Uh, you see this patrol boat uh, kind of ascending out of the cloud banks smoothly towards you. It's not like it doesn't have its afterburners burning or anything. Um Although we've decided that your skyships have propellers, and I don't think those typically have afterburners. Uh, yeah, who cares? It doesn't have, like, you know, it doesn't have its cool extra hardcore propellers spinning. Um, <laughs> but it is definitely is heading toward you. What do you do? And, and as I said, it is making semaphore signals. Well, I think Quell would start... Quell is very fast. So Quell would start dashing through the ship, 
she'd kind of bang on the, the walls of the ship to get everyone's attention. And she would be yelling, Azure fleet below, Azure fleet below. And then she would run up and uh, go to Augustine, who is our, our fearless leader, and say, uh, we've got the Azure fleet. We've got a ship below us coming out of the cloud bank. They seem to be trying to get our attention. Uh, Augustine would get up and take a look and verify and can can he understand the semaphore i think we determined since he's the pilot i don't know i think all of you probably know enough semaphore to get by you know that's just part of life in the vast um you know the trick is how far you how far away you can see it from but since they kind of did plunge out of the the cloud bank pretty close to you um if you take a uh if you take your spyglass, you could probably try to, um, I think I can just give you what they're saying for free. If you want to try to tell mm-hmm. any more about them, then you could do some kind of gather information. Uh, they're signaling, <laughs> I don't know if there are cases in semaphore, but if there were, it's uppercase. Uh, and it just says relinquish spirit contraband. Oh, and oh no. It's repeating. <laughs> Well, this doesn't sound good. <laughs> Did Quell let anyone know about the fork besides Myriad or not Myriad Gadget? Um, yeah, I would I would think that as we all came in, unless people immediately dispersed, I mean the very first thing Quell would have done would be to get this thing that tries to meld with your skin out of her <laughs> clothing. Uh, so yes, I think that she probably would have dumped it in front of everyone and been like, so I picked up a little extra on our way out. Spirit contraband would be a pretty weird way to refer to that. Wait, they don't think they're talking about my friend. (laughs) It is a spirit. No, 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 no. That... Nobody was going for the spirit. The spirit, the spirit is my friend and an autonomous <laughs> being. And my spirit friend doesn't want to go with the Azure fleet. Uh, the ship, the patrol boat is getting closer. Um, and there's some disturbances in the cloud underneath it. You're not sure what they are. Uh, there could be more of them down there. It could just be some weather patterns. Um, how did we get the spirit out again? Well... Ah, well, I was communicating with it, and I let it know that we needed to relocate it because its its home, its current location, was heading into a bad place, and I wanted it to, uh, I wanted to find a way where I could gather it up and take it with me so that I could find a better home for it where it wouldn't be in danger, and that also conveniently allowed us to get the cylinder and the tuning fork. Um, and it agreed to come with me by basically uh, gathering itself in the skull of the skeleton that was there, which I think, do we realize that skeleton was probably one of the purple people, Solomon Purple? <laughs> the purple people? Purple people eater. Or one yes. of the purple people eaters, perhaps. <laughs> one of the uh, purple folk. I think, you, I think you realize it. I don't know if you've shared it. I think, I'm not sure if Quell was quite explicit with the team here about whether or not the skull actually had a spirit in it. She wouldn't have hid that she brought the skull on board. I mean, she put it right next to a plant wherever like the the plant in the galley or wherever is kept. Um, But yeah, she, she would explain like, if they don't mean the tuning fork, you don't think they mean, you don't think they mean the spirit in the skull, do they? And you're all like, the what? <laughs> am I still in... Am I still in the uh, the cargo bay? <laughs> Quell was running around kind of raising the alarm. Okay, yeah. so I probably would have come out. Yeah, I mean, she as Quell ran through the hallways, she, she didn't sound panicked, but she definitely was kind of banging on the walls to get everyone's attention and saying that the there was an Azure fleet ship below. I, I feel like we would be a ship that would have at least a bell and pulley system. (laughs) Like a... Because you have to have some way to communicate across a ship. Can we have talkie tubes? 
Captain. <laughs> <laughs> like they have at the playground. <laughs> Let me make sure. <laughs> I'm just yes. gonna swing it out from the wall and talk into it. It'll go up to Augusta. <laughs> is that a is that an upgrade that we need to have? Yeah, let me make sure that talkie tubes aren't an upgrade that would uh, <laughs> that I'd be giving you for free here. But I don't think so. I think you can probably have some talkie tubes. Yeah, I think even if we didn't have talkie tubes, I'm pretty sure Gadget could create talkie tubes. I don't <laughs> think they're that complicated. Uh-huh. We, we mean, have cans and string. Cans and string. <laughs> <laughs> I say they're basically like the step above that. So yep. this ring, is not ring, even like progresso. a pneumatic tube system. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, you, you got to hold it up and say ring, 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 ring until like, the other person answers. It's, it's like say, it's like saying over at the end of your sentence. It, it's it's pulling the string so that the can on the other end shakes. <laughs> yeah. and you have to wait for someone to pull back. That's also a good plan. Oh, oh, that would be fantastic if we did have like a bell and pulley system rigged up so that we pull something and just this little bell in the the captain's area uh, mm-hmm. jingles. Ding, ding. <laughs> just like a straight up normal bell attached to a string <laughs> uh, but yes I you know I would have not hidden it from my, my crewmates that there was a spirit in the skull after we got on board I don't think I would have explicitly stated it until we were on board but not because uh, of an attempt to keep that from them or obfuscate it more because we were literally running yeah. To get on board. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, uh, <laughs> do we know if there is some sort of tech that the Indigo... That Azure um, Fleet. Indigo Azure Analytics. Fleet, yeah, Indigo Analytics or Azure Fleet have where they can detect spirit energy like that? That You have never heard of anything like that. Um, okay then I would suggest that whatever you brought with the spirit should go into the smuggling bay. I think that's a wise decision. And I'm going to, I I also have another plan too. What if, how big is our plant? Is our plant pot big enough that uh, I could temporarily dump some dirt out, cram the skull into it, put dirt on top and stick the plant on top of it? I mean, you did just fictionally create this plant, so... Do we have a lemon tree? (laughs) Oh, yeah, we want to ward off scurvy. That's really important. (laughs) Sky lemons. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. Maybe at least it's like a parlor palm. I don't know. It's a rubber tree or something. Like, it's got to be something where we could, like, put it, you know, in a reasonable corner of the galley. I think that we could hollow out a space and cram the skull in there. You know, lemons go really well with swamp cabbage. <laughs> which Tasty. which is something that that is a delicacy in Arbalon. And mm. we know we know that that Myriad Star Spindle brings food along. And we probably yes. have a lemon tree. Oh, I love it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, so yeah, I mean, you could try to hide it in there. You could hide it in your, your smuggling compartment that you have on your smuggling ship. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah. You, if you want to go no, for the tree, I'm just no. I'm just trying to like extra disguise it because, like, uh-huh. what if by some awful chance they discover our smuggling department or department smuggling compartment? I don't want mm-hmm. it just like sitting on a shelf in the smuggling compartment. So they like knock on a door and it swings open, and there's just a <laughs> skull sitting there. uh all right so you're putting the you're putting it in the tree and then you're putting it in the smuggling the the tree in the the dirt in the dirt under the tree and then putting the tree in the smuggling compartment and (laughs) if they find it we can just say we've had some bad run-ins with pirates and we didn't want them to take our precious lemon tree because it gives us much needed vitamin c and really compliments the swamp cabbage. Okay. All right, you're going to need to give me an action roll to move this entire tree down two decks. Uh, oh, my <laughs> just God. Just to see how long it takes and how many lemons you lose along the way. 
Well, if we are established, we have talkie holes. Do we have twisty slides too? I'm not saying that seriously. Ignore <laughs> that comment. I, I think I think we would have a cargo elevator. Yeah, or at least like a dolly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the cargo bay is in the belly of the ship. I don't know if you. Uh, yeah, I mean, you might have. It's up to you. It's your ship. You could have something that you move stuff up and down with. Yeah, so if this is like an actual ship, you would have the hatch on deck that opens the and a pulley rig system to get things down in. Mm-hmm. Or this could be like a plane where you have the hatch out the back where you unload everything. I yeah, mean, the little doodle I did had the hatch in the front, but pretty much the same thing. Okay. Like a mouth. Yeah. Like a big opening yeah. mouth. For accessibility purposes, we definitely have some sort of elevator for Myriad. Absolutely. You have ramps, too, I think. Those yeah. yeah. Ramps. That's a good uh, idea. Okay, so, yeah, what are you... <laughs> what kind of role are you making to hide this hide this skull in the lemon tree and then put the lemon tree in the smuggling compartment without okay. leaving a trail of dirt to the smuggling compartment? <laughs> well, first of oh, all... Oh, shit, we... I shouldn't give away my consequences. I was going to say, <laughs> we have the benefit... That as an urchin, Quell often looks somewhat dirty. <laughs> okay, so we're just blending this in with the usual dirt, right? Mm-hmm. Like, this is not going to be an unusual level of dirt here. Uh-huh. And uh, I think that um, as Quell is trying to make space for the skull, uh, Quell is going to try to attune with the spirit there and say, um, like, try to communicate in a way that says, uh, it's very, very important for you to hide right now until I or Lax come and get you. So you're thinking this is in the tune roll? Well, because I'm trying to communicate with the spirit that it needs to stay hidden. Okay. Um, go ahead and make that a tune roll, but you can just gather information with it when you try to connect to the spirit. Because okay, we'll see. We'll see what I can give you on this. So a tune. What is my position? Uh, it's gather information, so you can just say risky standard. Okay, risky standard. Oh my freaking goodness! Is it gonna do this again? <laughs> and, uh, we got two ones uh, on Quell's a tune. What were you saying, Augustine? I would also like to gauge how long it will take for the. Azure fleet to reach us as I start to slow down. Okay. Um, so first with the attune, um, I think you're you're actually having trouble connecting to the spirit right now um, because it seems like it's preoccupied. Uh, Maybe it's already hiding. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it, you, you feel that it's there. You feel that it's in the skull with you still, but you're not you're not able to establish that connection with it like you were before. Mm, okay. Uh, now, Augustine, you are trying to uh, kind of learn some more about this ship, see how long it's going to take to get to you. Uh, how are you doing that? Um, you have, like, spy glasses and stuff on board, just, like, handheld ones um, you could use for things like that. Um, I'm guessing it would probably be... Daddy? Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Oh, here goes nothing for to keep low. Yeah, if this doesn't work <laughs> out, I mean, we're pretty fast, right? You are. And uh, I think this might be a good time just really quickly. How close are we to Dime? Uh, I said you're about a half day's travel out. Oh, or, no, I just said a few hours, actually, is what I said. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I thought so, you said dying, not dying. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> at first. Dying? How close are we to death right now? Just it's real been quick. A really cl- it's been a really <laughs> short uh, season. <laughs> so, so just to let you know, I would definitely tell Augustine this, and anyone else who is around is we're kind of scrambling to like get prepared for this. Um, if we can get to dime... There is a river, a sky river, that goes through Dime. It goes down into Dime. And um, most people don't take it. Uh, It definitely leads down to the lower levels, which means uh, it's very lucrative, but also can be particularly dangerous. 
but I suggest it as a possible way of shaking them if we need to. You're actually abreast of that river right now, but the dime is still far off. Okay. Uh, This is just gather information, right? Yep. Two. Two. Okay. Um, So I think you can tell that they are gaining on you. Um, It's a little weird as you're scanning the deck. Actually, I forgot. Anytime I gather info, take plus one DE. Oh, what, uh, what does that? Or no, no, that's not. That's a different one. Sorry. <laughs> Bro. I was thinking about taking that. I did okay. not. <laughs> well, if wishes were fishes, am I right? <laughs> uh, so, yes, on a two, um, you got a six, but you're, you're rolling zero dice, so you take the lesser of the two. On a two, yeah. it's a little weird, you know, as your spyglass ca- passes over their decks, you don't see anybody. Um, but you can tell that the ship is still gaining on you. So who is waving the semaphore? If they have automated semaphore arms. Your ship doesn't. If you wanted to yeah. semaphore at somebody, you'd have to get somebody out on the top and start flagging. But, uh, you know, most, most uh, Azure, like I'd say uh, all Azure Fleet ships have automated semaphore arms. <laughs> they have a pulley semaphore system? <laughs> yes, it's very common. You know, there's, there's semaphore buoys out there that vast... Uh, Oh well, God! What did I name that faction? I'm just, they're like my secret favorite faction, Vast Chronicle <laughs> and Semaphore. You know they have buoys with the automated arms on them. I think people still need to be in there watching them, but then they just like crank a few levers and the big arms move. <laughs> I um, also just realized I called it Semaphore, and now I'm just imagining giant flowers instead of flags. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> I like that. Uh, okay. But yes, that's, that's what you can tell on that roll, Tony. It's a little, or Augustine, sorry. It's a little weird um, that you can't see anybody on the deck. Uh, and it does seem to be gaining on you, but like not, but that's because they're going fast and you're going at cruising speed. Okay. And I can't, I don't have any idea how long it might take with that roll. Oh, uh, well, let's, okay, let's see. If you continued at your respective speeds, you'd think they'd probably be here. They'd probably catch up to you, like, I don't know, probably within 15 minutes. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll grab one of the tubes and yell down, you have 15 minutes to move the tree. <laughs> All right, let's go. I'm not very strong, but I'm going to make it happen. Wait, wait. <laughs> Oh no, we handed it over. We gave them. We gave the junker guild the lift core. I was gonna be like, can we get it on the lift yeah, core? And then just we haven't. Can because the that lift... happens in the future. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Can we use the lift core to carry the tree? And the lift core floats. We can just push it. Oh my god. Lift core designed <laughs> for not precursor, but relatively ancient skyships, right? <laughs> yes. Do you think that might be a little bit over overkill? <laughs> Well, I mean, it still floats by itself. It's probably lost some power in the last few centuries. I don't know. It's worth a shot. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not very strong. I don't know how well mm-hmm. I'm going to be able to lift this tree, but if we can mm-hmm. get it on this, this thing floats and we can push it along, right? Ha- have you told anyone else that you're moving the tree? Uh, yes, you. I have. You probably see me trying to dig a hole in the tree and cram the skull into the dirt and cover it up and be like, "There, looks real nice. Looks looks like it hasn't been disturbed." Mm-hmm. <laughs> that doesn't nice. mean you told people about it. Yeah. Okay. So when I, so in the talkie tube, you hear Augustine say. You have 15 minutes to move the tree because I'm assuming yes. you told Augustine what you were doing. Yes. He told you to go Quell, move the skull. Yes. Quell but. did mention it to people and then frantically began digging a hole under the tree to shove the skull. Uh huh. So, Gadget. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, back in the workshop, uh, Gadget hears that, um, that there is. A ship coming up towards us. They're telling us to relinquish the con- the spirit contraband. I hear Augustin tell us we have 15 minutes to move the tree. Gadget's looking at her conspiracy board. She's like, 
tree, another pin, another connects towards our blood. She flips the board over so it has a little steampunk kitten saying hang in there. And she books it over towards um towards the engine room because we got only got 15 minutes to um outspeed these guys. So we could kind of address this in order here. I think if you're using the lift core um well, that will probably give you uh increased effect, but you could also it was going to be controlled before, but now it's risky uh, oh because you could potentially, you know, mess up the the lift core. It's kind of old and fragile, so it would be risky, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Oh, goodness gracious. Let me take a look. Hold on. Uh, how many what's it called do we have? Oh, uh, let me move you over to that screen. <laughs> Gambits. There we go. None That's gambits. the word. I was, none, I was none. none All right. Uh, so it'd be risky great as opposed to controlled standard. Yeah. And I should ask what action you're taking before I give you your position and effect. But Yeah. Well, I, I think that Quell was thinking, hey, maybe we'd be able to move this quicker and more effectively <laughs> if uh, we could balance it on the lift core and use that to do most of our lifting for us. Mm-hmm. But uh, Quell is also well aware that this lift core is the one thing we're handing over to the Junkers Guild, and this mm-hmm. is our payday. So she wouldn't want to break it. I like that you've decided you're definitely not giving that weird tuning fork to the Junkers Guild. <laughs> like, nah, man, this weird fork's mine. <laughs> I stole it. It's mine. <laughs> it's not the first time I've done that. <laughs> You're going to go back to the workshop and it's just going to have phased through the work table, through the ship, and just fall into the abyss. It didn't phase through the container. It's true. It seems since that you got it off the of the Landberg um, and out of its element, it's been fairly, you know, it hasn't done any more weird stuff that you're aware of anyway. Um, so yes, uh, Quell, how are you moving this thing? Oh my goodness gracious. Well, uh, is anyone around to assist me? You know, I really would, but I'm kind of stressed out right now. Yeah, that's the, that's the question. <laughs> Augustine is the only one who could help you without taking trauma. No, yeah. I would take trauma. Uh, well, I'm also very, <laughs> almost fully yeah. stressed. So uh, I guess I'll just do it myself then. <laughs> All right. Uh, now, I would like to ask, because this is a stealthy thing, would it be possible to roll Skulk with this instead totally. of... Totally. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then I am going to uh, attempt to use Skulk to get this this uh, small tree with the skull inside it to the smuggling compartment and get mm-hmm. it tucked in there and tucked away uh, mm-hmm. before we are caught. All right. All right, so skulk, and you said if I don't use the um, lift core, it's controlled? Yeah. Okay. So I think she would think about trying to heft it onto the lift core, but she's like, you know what? If I'm hefting this by myself, there is too great a likelihood I'm just going to wind up not getting it high enough. I'm going to bash it into the lift core, which is just going to send the lift core spiraling into the wall. And we lose our payday. So uh, I'm just going to try and drag this thing as best I can to the cargo (laughs) elevator. Because this is not the first time Quell has had to do things the hard way. All right. So controlled standard then as opposed to risky great. All right. All right. No bonus dice, I think. Correct. Nope. All right. And there we go. So the highest I got was a four. Yes. So, controlled four five. You hesitate, withdraw, and try a different approach, or else do it with a minor consequence. It's a, it could be a minor complication. You have reduced effect. You suffer lesser harm. You end up in a risky position. Uh, I think that she's pretty clear on what needs to happen, um, unless you want to count her deciding not to use the lift pour as a hesitation, which it could <laughs> be because that was her original plan. But otherwise, I think that uh, there would probably be a minor consequence as she is dragging this tree with skull safely tucked under the dirt 
into the uh, into the storage, into the okay. smuggling compartment. There we go. <laughs> okay, so I think what happens here is you get it down in time, but uh, you know, as we follow Quell's gaze, she's looking back and forth between the lift core and the pl- the potted plant, um, and she decides against it. Uh, we also see the the ship gaining on you. It, it takes a little bit longer than it would have otherwise. Um, you do get it safely stowed, but by the time you get it in there and, you know, you uh, you sweep up any dirt trails or anything like that, mm-hmm. not going to screw you on that, don't worry. Um, <laughs> uh, the other ship is pulling up very, very close to you. Um, it's, I'd say it's probably like a few ship lengths behind you. So you're in a risky position. Oh. All right. I make sure that the smuggling compartment hatch is well and truly secured, and uh, I sweep up any little traces of dirt that might be left behind, and I dash down to where uh, where Gadget might be in her workshop, where we left the tuning fork. Okay. Was Myriad still in the smuggling bay? No. <laughs> I was not. <laughs> Just myriad hanging out with a plan. <laughs> Just hanging can, out with a lemon tree. <laughs> read your read your tree, your fan fiction. <laughs> it's not fan fiction, it's historical accounts. Oh sorry. <laughs> historical well, fan fiction. Your non your fan nonfiction. <laughs> but Myriad's from Arbalon. They're probably feeling so much more at home with this tree here. <laughs> Myriad is the only person from Arbalon who can't stand trees. No, uh, <laughs> there's a reason I stayed on the ground <laughs> hunting. That's why I left? No, just kidding. Um. Uh, all right, so this ship is still coming up, and it is now uh, it has added stop to the the cycle that it is is continuing to signal at you. Stop, relinquish spiritual contraband. Yeah, I'm I'm slowing the the ship and stopping it now. Oh, okay. you're stopping it. That's the opposite of running away. If we were going to run away, I would have helmed it right at the beginning. <laughs> All right. So as the ship pulls to a stop, um, the other ship pulls up alongside you. Um, but it's making sure it's like pulled in a way so that you can still see its semaphore flags. Um, and now it is signaling uh, transfer contraband to deck. I'm going to go grab the flags. Start signal sig- signaling what contraband. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Telling lies? No, Papa. Uh, I think when you do that, uh, a, it's caster cannon fires above the deck. Boom! And then they just start signaling it again. <laughs> so yes, they fired a warning shot above your above your deck. We don't have cannons, do we? We don't have any weapons. We're just really good at running really quickly. I have close range weapons, but that requires me to, like, be there. I mean, you're close enough that you could probably try to, like... Like, they're pulled up. They It seems like they want you to take the contraband, put it on their deck, and go. Um, so you'd, you'd be close enough to jump over if you wanted to. Do we have something we can pass off? Uh, I mean, I think a lot of us have some kind of illicit drugs on us at this point. (laughs) That would be contraband, right? I mean, it does say illicit. Spiritual contraband. Spiritual illicit drugs? (laughs) I mean, it is a spiritual experience, depending on the person. I am going to well be like, well, they can, there's peyote and there's ayahuasca. Which one do they want? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So yeah, they're, they're, um, caster cannon, which they, they fire like cool magic stuff. They don't fire cannonballs. I think this one probably just fires like, uh, crystalline fire, something like that, um, is, uh, you know, is smoking. Um, they're not lowering it toward you yet, but the implied threat is heavily implied. I was just going to say, how willing are we to do something potentially dangerous to get out of this situation? (laughs) 
Oh, I should give you another detail. Um, the ship, as it pulls alongside you, it um, it looks like it's not. It looks like it's an okay repair. Usually, the Azure fleet keeps its ships in like really nice repair, uh, and this one has um, a uh, a blue stone painted on its prow, uh, which isn't unusual. Lots of fleets have different stones. You know, the the Azure fleet has kind of a, a stone thing going on. Um, and this one has like a, a blue stone painted on its uh, bow, not prow. You said there's nobody on this ship? There's no one visible on the deck. So now that the ship is closer, do I feel, based on my knowledge of the Azure fleet and our ship, that we could potentially outrun it if we gunned it? <laughs> Uh, looking at this thing, uh, it's a patrol boat, but like, as I said, it's not in great repair, and you have some pretty souped-up engines. I think you'd feel like you would, say, have a, mm, risky great chance of doing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we, Augustine, what if we go down into that river and ride the river into time? Are our ships boats... I don't think they're designed to be waterproof. Um, ah. That would be cool. Be a cool project to undertake, but I feel like most of the time they fly in the sky, right? So they're probably not. Isn't that why we call it the beluga, though? Because <laughs> yeah, it's an amphibious vehicle. <laughs> Listen, if you want a flashback, have enough flashbacks so that you did a long-term project to make your boat also be amphibious. I'm all for that. None of us have enough stress left <laughs> to do that. It would just be creds because they're because they're uh, their projects. But yeah, here, Gadget believes that any sufficiently analyzed magic is indistinguishable from science, and she also believes that um, you know she, her people are descendants from people of the Children of the Wire, and they had a more of a judicial approach about who has access to this precursor technology. So would she be able to create a MacGuffin, um, something that would look sufficiently spirity enough to give it to them? It'd be, obviously, it'd be like a false item, but it'd buy us enough time to make her get away? Actually, um, isn't your little friend Quell a spirit? Lax? Yeah. Yeah, Lax is a spirit. I don't like. I'm getting the. I don't like where you're going with this. Tone. Well, so if if we put Lax in a container with an opening that they can just fly out of, and set it on their deck, and then we drive away, and Lax flies out and back. Yeah, but if they're specifically looking for spirits, they must have some way of like containing spirits that is going to be much more secure than, like, a box with a hole in it. <laughs> I think you might be able to find some way to, like, spoof the signal. Um, but, yeah, I think, Lax, you, you feel like, you know, you've never had ships chase you down when... Or, sorry, Quell, you've never had ships chase you down with Lax aboard before. So they're probably picking, seizing on something different here. Uh, yeah. But if you wanted to try to find some way to spoof whatever, you know, aura is coming from this skull, you could you could try something like that. You know what? I think that's actually a really good idea. And I really like Gadget's idea of, of kind of this combination of magic and science, how, you know, any science that's sufficiently advanced seems like magic. So mm -hmm. I think that with a combination of Gadget's incredible talent with mechanics and and some attune, we could create something that will at least temporarily spoof the signal long enough for us to get out. And in fact, this very much plays along <laughs> with Quell's belief that uh, Gadget can speak to spirits of machines <laughs> the same way that Quell can speak to spirits of the world. So machines must have spirits too. So we're basically mm -hmm. just making the machine spirit look a little bit more like um, an earth spirit. So I think normally, like if uh, if Gadget was doing this on her own, this would be risky limited. But if you want to do a setup move with a tune, then you could increase her effect. Yeah. 
And that would probably be controlled standard. I think I'm going to do that. And I think uh, the way I'm thinking of doing this is at this point, I've had some pretty significant communication with the, uh, the spirit last game. Uh, in fact, where it was like, I, I maybe like over attuned. It was a little overwhelming. So I think <laughs> I could maybe, I've got a good sense of what the spirit feels like. I think mm-hmm. I could just find a way to communicate that to Gadget and Gadget can use her incredible know-how to make the machine that creates that sort of environment, that sort of atmosphere. Cool. Totally. What do you think, Gadget? (laughs) It breaks my heart, but I do know what to do. My little side project is, I have access to drones, but my side project is to do a really sweet astro, my little tech rat. Um, He's a drone powered by a precursor power source, but... I think that's the only power source that would be sufficient for this project. You're headed to Dime. You'll be able to scare one up without too much trouble, I think. If it's just a little power source that would power like a little mouse drone, it won't be that hard to replace. Okay. (sighs) I take out the little power source of my favorite drone. No! (laughs) It's like you just ripped out its little heart. To give it a transplant later. She ripped it out twice in the last job. So that is true. <laughs> Poor little tech rat. I'll put on a shitty drone that I don't love, the small drone. I still have one spot left in my inventory. Okay, now I have all the tools I need to rig something up here. Um, all right. So all right. I am going to attune with, with Gadget to see if I can communicate with Gadget, who as far as I know, doesn't have the same type of sensitivity as well. But, you know, maybe she does have some kind of sensitivity. Again, I truly believe that she speaks with the spirit of machines. So there's Mm got to be some way in that brilliant brain. Cool. So, yeah, you're kind of attuning with Gadget and you're you're trying to impose this like resonance through her and into her tools and to this project or whatever. Yep. So that she knows what she's making. So make that roll, uh, controlled standard. All right, any bonus dice on this one? Nope. Okay. All right, five is the highest I got on that one. It's always interesting, like, what do you do with consequences from a setup roll? Uh, I think in this case, I'm just gonna let it ride. Uh, So yeah, um, and we'll kind of build it all into the final result. You you feel like you have passed along this this feeling that you get from connecting with the spirit pretty well, um, in in whatever whatever way whatever sensation that that uh, that comes from. Yes, it's it's feelings and sensations and visual images that I would just be sending along so that they can flood through a gadget. However, gadget experiences that. Mm-hmm. All right, I think I can do this. Do I? I'm thinking about rigging a machine. Is that correct? Would you see it the same way? Oh, yeah. I think uh, it's, like I said, it was going to be risky limited before. Thanks to Quell's setup, it's risky standard. You can do it. Mm. Uh, could be worse. It could be worse. Feelings and spirits. We've established that Gadgets doesn't 100% believe in spirits. Um, uh-huh. Spirits are just... Obviously, um, a form of technology I haven't sufficiently analyzed yet. <laughs> and her her biases have definitely affected this rigging. So here's what I think happens. And um, we actually probably should have given you less effect from that gross square pattern <laughs> out of your oh, hand. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. That's okay. What I think happens here is, um, which is a, a, a harm that I was referencing from the last session, uh, you have machines speak to you when you study them. Uh, I think what we see here is you're put in a desperate position as you have this sudden interplay in your mind of these the spirit of the machine and this sort of doppelganger spirit um, signature that Quell is projecting into your mind. And it is it's kind of opening you up to the machine in a way that you haven't experienced before. Uh and it's it's very alarming. Uh, so I think if you wanted to try this again, it would actually be desperate great because 
A, you're much more connected to it. You don't know what's going to go wrong if something goes wrong. But B, you have that connection. You know, you feel like with a single turn of, you know, your screwdriver, you can affect so much, so much, you know, uh, much, much greater things. You can uh, affect a change in, in auras and resonances and frequencies, you know, uh, as you add a, uh, as you close like a panel on the back, it's like you're completing an entire different being. Um, you don't have to do it, but that is, that is uh, the consequence I'd give you that you're in a desperate position now. Oh, it's like finally understanding the purpose of a game shark and entering in the correct code. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> and this has been Quell's belief all along. So of course she's not holding back because she thinks you can just do this naturally. You just tend to do it with, with machines. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely very tempted to get desperate. Great, you said? Yep. Make sure to mark XP yeah! whichever way it goes. And that's a yeah! six. Look all at right. that. You did oh, it. And, oh, no, that's only for criticals. Never mind. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, just just great effect, not not extra effect, but still pretty darn good. Um, and yeah, you got that XP. Okay, Sweet. That. A, a whole new paradigm shift has happened here today. Yeah, yeah. So tell me what this feels like for Gadget as you finish this creation that is like unlike anything you've worked on before that you've communed with in a way that that is entirely new. I feel the heart of the cards. <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, it's being able to commune with uh, these machines in a, in a deeper level. Um, at a more, like like Quell said, at, a, at an emotional level, which is something that Gadget is um, a little bit of a foreigner or two, but something she's excited to explore from here on out. Nice. And I think you feel some feedback from that, Quell, of like the the spiritual energy uh, coming from gadget kind of shifting and rippling uh and then the the emergence of this new spiritual force in the little little gadget you made gadget's gadget quell is so excited she kind of like gives gadget like an excited shake on her shoulder <laughs> and is like i knew you could do it you just create you just you just spoke to the heart of the cards no <laughs> you just <laughs> you were able to finally to get in touch with the spirit and a, you were able to shift it in a way where it could help us. That's so brilliant. Um, Gadget doesn't know quite what to say. Um, she's finding it difficult to articulate what she just experienced, but she believed that Quell was a woman of science before and this just kind of reaffirmed her belief. Like, oh yeah, this is why Quell was able to commune with the with the storm drones before. Um, this, this makes perfect sense. all right so you have this uh little little um oh what's the word i'm looking for it's not duplicate it's like dummy counterfeit i guess it's a dummy uh you have this little dummy device ready uh do you want do you want your muscle to take it over just in case or do you want you want to take it over well my suggestion would be that it either be our muscle who would be the most ready for fighting if fighting broke out or our fearless captain who is definitely the suavest speaker i've currently been holding them off with semaphore saying we are retrieving the item please do not fire <laughs> they haven't fired again since you uh since you said like what item <laughs> and, they're like, and then you're like okay we're getting it oh that <laughs> That item. One moment, please. Well, thank you for the reminder. I appreciate the clarification. <laughs> you, you jarred that memory loose. So it sounds like uh, Augustine's busy. Uh, Myriad, are you you willing to be the fer- the courier here? Myriad will ferry the the dummy item over. Nice <laughs> gadget. I really hope our little foe spirit passes whatever the spirit equivalent of a Turing test is. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Myriad, you you take it in hand. Um, and like I said, the decks of the ships are pretty close. You could probably, you know, like uh, use your cane to do like a cool launch thing over. I think um, what I would do um, is my cane uh, probably is a little bit telescopic and like extends 
a little bit. <laughs> uh-huh. Um, it, it's a carbon fiber cane. It's it's yeah. It's a cool cane. Um, it's mm-hmm. also a weapon, and you know it does cool shit. Um, so I would take my cane and extend it out a little bit, and I would sort of like pole vault myself over. <sighs> Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with my cane. <laughs> Uh-huh. From our deck over to their deck with yes. the with the the little spoof spirit contraband under my under my armpit. Should have accidentally dropped it. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not making you roll for that. You're 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 cool under pressure and it's not like they're like they want you to come over, you know. They're not doing evasive they're not doing evasive maneuvers. So you No, that would have been that would have been our ploy, like, oops, sorry, we <laughs> <No>. tried. <laughs> oh, they just would have shot you down and then gone after it. <laughs> um, you pull vault over, and I think as soon as you uh, tap down onto the deck, um, you get a little bit of a strange feeling. Uh, it's like, it's very quiet over there. It's almost like the sound of the wind, which, you know isn't rushing because you both of your ships came to a stop but uh is usually present is is a little quieter um and like i said there's nothing moving in the deck you can kind of see you know like there's windows to the bridge it's dark inside you don't see anything moving in there but you you're there and you have the dummy device um i set it down and i pull vault back and get (laughs) get my booty away because this is creepy and i don't like it (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah you can you can uh do you just like kind of place it in the middle of the deck for them yep all right yep you set it down it uh you know it with a, a gentle pat on top or something i don't know i um, I, I i kiss my hand and then i tap it uh, twice <laughs> <laughs> go with the go go with these nice people now they'll, they'll take care of you um all right, you set it down and uh, you telescope your your pullback or your came back onto the uh, the deck of the other ship, and then Augustine, I'm guessing you are ready to gun it. Yes. <laughs> All right, you gun it, and um, as you uh, the ship kicks into high gear, as soon as um, gadget or myriads secured, I'm sure um, you see that the other ship is remaining um, is remaining where it is, and um, you can see that those little disturbances in the cloud bank, uh, it actually starts uh, descending again towards them. It, did we get any sense? Like, did we see anything come onto the uh, the the surface of the ship to recover our little proxy spirit? Uh, you you were going pretty quick, so you can't be sure, but you don't think so. Hmm. Suspicious. <laughs> Yeah, as far as you could tell, it just, you know, it was out there and uh, whatever you whatever you proffered it seemed to do the trick and it just descended back into the cloud bank to meet with whatever else was down there disturbing the clouds. Hmm. I, I have thoughts, but I don't, I don't know. Because <laughs> that ship wasn't in uh, the in tip-top condition. I'm wondering if Maybe that ship got lost under the clouds and something else is piloting it now. Yeah, some kind of like spiritual sky kraken is just putting it on the end of one tentacle like a ship puppet. (laughs) I wasn't going that far. I mean, that's what Myriad was thinking. What if it was the Empress? Isn't she dead? Uh, You know that there is an Empress leading the the, uh, Azure Empire right now. None of you have probably ever seen her. Hmm. You never know. <laughs> yeah, you do. You never know. Strange, strange folks all over the vast. None of our characters know what uh, Solomon Purple looked like, or did only Quell see that image? Quell is the only one who got that vision when she attuned with the spirit of the skull that is still in our lemon tree. But, uh, I mean, uh, Myriad probably knows what Solomon Purple looks like, at least from, like, etchings. Uh, I don't know how accurate they are. Yeah, because when Myriad looks in the mirror, there is just a hint of Solomon Purple behind the eyes. (laughs) Yeah, and in the jawline. Um, (laughs) 
Okay, so uh, with the uh, the other ship descending into the cloud bank and your ship speeding along forward, you can follow the river uh, that um, Quell knows very well toward the Landberg of Dime. Uh, Dime, which is in the, the Fulmer Ward, is shaped like an inverted teardrop with a flattened top. The Sky River perpetually snakes down uh, into a vertical cavern at the center of the island, then drains out of the bottom as a thin and frothy beam of water at steel-cutting speed. The top of the Landberg is studded with wrecks and ruins, some of which have been reused to build a market town built up on the rim of the landmass. And it is stormy and raining as you arrive. There's storm clouds hanging around it. Beautiful day and dime. <laughs> <laughs> yep, looks gray and rusty. Pretty much just how the heart remembers it. <laughs> 